Hi guys, it's Erica with I Read the Whole Bible Every Year. We are a community that brings awareness to biblical illiteracy, and we endeavor to eradicate fear and intimidation out of reading God's Word. We do this by providing biblical resources and tools to help me and you become more proficient Bible readers. Well, guys, I am so excited to be before you today. We are concluding the book of John, so we'll be going over the second half of John today in my summary and my devotion and what I want to share with you. I'm so excited about it. Giving you just a little bit of background about this community, I read the whole Bible every year. It's a ministry that God gave me while I was in Hawaii. I had come off the mission field in Haiti, went to Hawaii to visit my son, who I hadn't seen in 10 years and had never met my grandchildren. But while I was there visiting, and even though I had missed my son so much and I was just so happy and so full of joy to be around my grandchildren, I was still missing being connected to the people of God through serving and spending so much quality time with the Lord. And so I just started to get this burning desire of, Lord, what can I do and do it full time where I'm still serving you and the people of God? And I think shortly after that, maybe within 30 days, that's when he started to give me the idea about, I read the whole Bible every year. And he was just showing me that, you know, his people are weak in the word and how we really are going to need his word. It was like an urgency because that was at the very end of 2019, right before COVID hit. And so ever since then, and ever since that day that he gave this ministry and this community to me, he has been speaking so loudly to me in my spirit, how important his word is and how important his people know the word. Although we are not ignorant of Satan's devices, it does not mean that we will not be fooled by him, tempted by him, and can fall into temptation and cause us to sin against God. Also not knowing the word, it can um, allow him to trick us because he's very cunning, very beguiling, he's very uh, crafty. And so it is the Lord's desire that you know his word, that you have it in your heart so that you don't be fooled by the enemy. Why am I going here? Here? because I'm led by the Spirit of the Lord. And so that's what he wanted me to share with you. Alrighty, so today I'm going to be discussing the second half of John, which is chapters 13 through 21. And so this is going to be, I'm, I'm giving it to you like in a form of a devotion. And so my title for this devotion is, sorry, I had taken off my glasses because I can't see up. Thing, and especially when reading uh, without my glasses. <laughs> so um, it's kind of, I've titled it uh, Christ Intimately as, or Knowing Christ Intimately as, he's, as His Return Draws Near. Sorry, it's 2, it's, well, I got up at 2.10 a.m. Indian Standard Time. I'm in India. Okay. 
So let me just pray. Father in heaven, as we delve into the scriptures today, may you open our hearts and minds to understand your word more deeply. Help us to draw closer to your son, Jesus Christ, and be filled with the Holy Spirit of truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so as we explore the Gospel of John, um, chapters 13 through 21, we find ourselves in a profound journey with Jesus during the final days leading up to his crucifixion and resurrection. These moments are crucial for us today as we await his glorious return. Let's dive into the text to uncover the intimate knowledge and transformative truth it holds. In John chapter 13, it begins with Jesus humbly washing, or let me just say that this devotion is starting here, talking about, because I've asked the Lord, you know, what is the important things he wants me to point out here. So our journey in this summary begins with Jesus humbly washing the feet of his disciples in John 13. This act of servitude illustrates the importance of humility and service in our lives as followers of Christ. As we prepare for his return, we are called to serve one another with love and humility, cultivating unity within the body of Christ. Now, let me say this, because again, I'm led by the Spirit of the Lord. I love the way this podcast goes. It's, it's a one stop shop. It's a one take shop. You know, I just get one shot at it. <laughs> so um, you may hear certain noises it may not be perfect, but it is it is me walking in obedience and doing what he's asking me to do. Now, there may be other things um, that are pointed out in scriptures that are just as important. But I ask the Lord, what is it that you want me to share with my listening audience? So this is what you're hearing. So when it comes to John chapter 14, where Jesus is talking about he's the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus declares this. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And this profound statement reminds us that Jesus is our path to God and eternal life. As his return approaches, let us remember that through him we find the truth and the way to our heavenly home. I love that. John 15, the vine and the branches. Jesus illustrates our relationship with him as the vine and us as the branches. The metaphor emphasizes the need to abide in him to bear fruit. As his return approaches, let us remain deeply connected to Christ through prayer scripture and obedience so we may proceed or produce i'm sorry the fruit of righteousness in john chapter 16 we are to expect persecution jesus warns of persecution as we draw closer to his return we may face challenges and opposition for our faith however the holy spirit our comforter and guide will empower us to stand firm and bear witness to christ John chapter 17, the high priestly prayer contains Jesus' high priestly prayer where he intercedes for himself, his disciples, and all future believers. This prayer emphasizes unity among believers 
and sanctification through truth, let us seek unity among fellow believers and continually pursue a deeper knowledge of God's truth. We see Judas's betrayal in 18 and 19. Judas's betrayal and Jesus' crucifixion, detailed in these chapters, reminds us of the immense price Christ paid for our salvation. As we await his return, we may never forget his sacrifice, or may we never forget his sacrifice, and the forgiveness and redemption offered to us through his blood shed on the cross. Also, um, from 19 to 20, we see him say the words, I thirst, and is talking about the empty tomb. So while on the cross, Jesus cried out, I thirst. This highlights his humanity and his fulfillment of prophecy. In John 20, Mary Magdalene discovered the empty tomb and encountered angels who announced Jesus' resurrection. In these moments, we see the fulfillment of God's divine plan and his victory over sin and death. In John chapter 21, Jesus questions Peter. Jesus asked Peter three times if he loves him. This serves as a reminder that our love for Christ should be unwavering and reflected in our actions. As his return draws near, let us reaffirm our love for him through our obedience and our service. So as we journey through John chapters 13 through 21, we are reminded that knowing Jesus intimately is essential as we await his return. His love, humility, and sacrifice inspires us to serve others, remain connected to him, and stand firm in the face of challenges. The Holy Spirit empowers us to bear witness to Christ's truth, so let us eagerly await his return, knowing that our Savior is intimately acquainted with our hearts and ready to receive us into his eternal presence. So Heavenly Father, thank you for the profound lesson we've learned from your word today. Help us apply these truths to our lives as we eagerly anticipate the return of your son, Yeshua. In his name we pray, amen. Wow, so many powerful nuggets. And so as we see what I've discussed here, we see that Christ is glorified and that he had to be glorified so that the Father could be glorified. We see that he is pointing and he points us to the Father. We see him being a mere, a a man, you know, a human being like us and having to go through this pain, this persecution and suffering. We see he, the love that he has for his disciples, for the believers, how he intercedes for us, him being our greatest intercessor. And we see that these things that he does, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and how we have fellowship with him, that we also have fellowship with the Father because of the illustration that he gave about the vine and the branches. And he says, know this, that, you know, you will go through persecution. You know, there's a place in the Bible that says, because the world hated me, they will hate you also. And so we're not ignorant of these things. And we just thank God for the word because it gives us a glimpse 
it gives us really, um, really a good picture of who the sun is and accounts and things that were happening in those days. So, you know, through, uh, through this community and reading the Bible every year, I've come to have a greater appreciation for the word, a deeper appreciation for our Lord, um, wanting to just serve him more, live a life that totally depends upon him, creating more intimacy with him and his word and, and relying on the Holy Spirit, you know, to lead and guide me. I was just speaking about that this morning to the point where I'm begging the Lord to just order my steps, orchestrate my day. I don't want to do anything on my own because the things that I have inside of me is not nowhere near important of what the word has for you. So powerful, powerful, powerful devotion today. Powerful, powerful um, excerpts from John chapter 13 through 21. And so I hope you were blessed by the word. And so that's all I have for you. I'll be back. We're moving on to the book of Luke. Excited to delve in that and see what the Holy Spirit will illuminate and avert my eyes to. Well, he will show me in the book of Luke. Alrighty, again, this is Erica with I Read the Whole Bible Every Year. Bye-bye. Shalom.